Gary Neville, you're very welcome to Dublin. I was looking back on your 85 England caps last night and, and none of them came against the Republic of Ireland. No. I was a coach in the game was it two or three years ago, yeah. the nil-nil one, yeah. which wasn't a great game. No. And then I was a coach at Wembley um, under Roy Hodgson when we played. But no, never really. And I was just talking before, one of the guys I've been travelling around with, the game where the game got cancelled, was it 94, 95? Yeah. I made my England debut the game after that. Okay. So I just missed that by one yeah. game as well. So yeah, we've always missed each other. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming back here though next month or Cork for the Liam Miller Memorial yes. match and the lineups there, brilliant lineups on both sides and kind of just a measure of, of the man he was and the player he was. Yeah, he was uh, quite quiet and um, unassuming when he came to uh, Manchester United but really um, great talent. It's a it's tragedy really what's mm. happened um, and you know myself, you know, Roy asked us actually to play in the summer, I think it's me, Ryan Giggs. Paul Scholes and Nicky and Noah coming over because of a group WhatsApp yeah. and it was on there last week yeah. and we were sort of saying you know that the invitation came through formally. Yeah, and we're all going to come over. We're going to play in the game, um, and you know it'd be a great honour to do so for him. And hopefully, it can you know a lot of people can come out and watch it and we can put on a bit of a good show. Yeah. What are your memories of Liam from his time at United? A big talent. Obviously, to get into the Manchester United team was tough. Yeah. Obviously, coming um, down from Celtic. Um, but a big talent, somebody who sort of had them really, could really, he could um, pick his time to move forward and run forward into the box. He had really good energy, uh, tough character. Um, didn't quite break in yeah. to the team, but you know that's you know, to, to play for Manchester United once. Is, I used to think that play for Manchester United once was a big achievement. Um, but just let's say somebody who was a great professional, somebody who did his job very well, who was, was a big talent and. I say it's, uh, it's hit us all in the last uh, period. And, you know what's happened to him. It's it's humbling. Yeah, it's rare that all that all those kind of guys from that kind of same team, same era, will get back on the pitch. Yeah, in a United shirt. Done it a couple of times, not too many times, yeah. but it would take something like this for us to do it. Yeah. Really, you know, it uh, fills I think uh, with England, mm. the, the England women's team at the time working, so can't come over. Else would have done as well. It's just something that you don't even think about when something like this gets requested. You just say yes straight away and you make sure that you come because we don't quite often get out to, you know, we finished our careers and we'd, there wouldn't be much that would bring us out of, um, you know, retirement, but there wouldn't be much that would bring us to play together, but this definitely would. It was something that you didn't even need to think about. We have to do it, we want to do it. It's something that, you know, we want to do with pride and with, with, with you know, give our all for. Yeah, you're over in Dublin with Cabris Ireland, mm. just less or just a little over 24 hours until the start of the new Premier League season. Yeah. Is this like Christmas Eve for you, or are you still kind of easing your way back into a post world? Do you mean with the chocolate? <laughs> well, that's that too. The chocolate's unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so it's been no, I've been here since last night. It is. It's a little bit like Christmas Eve. I, I'm excited about Friday night football tomorrow, Manchester United and Leicester. It's intriguing with what's happened with United. Yeah. In the last few weeks, it does feel like this season's come around quite quickly. Yeah. With the World Cup just finishing, all of a sudden it feels like there's not been that, that gap that you normally get. But once people get into it, the game tomorrow night, and then obviously on Sunday the big Super Sunday match is Arsenal versus Manchester City, uh, which is an intriguing match. See how Unai Emery does with Arsenal. See how City do away from home in a tough game. I know that obviously you know, there's no doubts about them in terms of what they are, but still there's a lot to look forward to. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Um, and yeah, it is a little bit like that because you, you've always got to be excited about a new season. Um, and like I say, it has come around quickly this time, but it's here and let's enjoy it. Yeah. Do you get much time off in between World Cup and, and the start of the, your work with Sky or how does it work? I, 
I've had three weeks, which is a lot of time. I mean, I have lots of business interests yeah. back in Manchester, so I don't tend. I've had one week holiday, okay. uh, which is fine because I can get you know a week during the year I'm not playing anymore. But it, for the players, it's it's tough. The yeah. break, it's short, and you know I think you know some players only getting. I was speaking to Kyle Walker the other day. We did like a Premier League launch in Manchester on Tuesday, and Kyle Walker was talking to him, and he was talking about him only having two weeks and like a three four day break mm. with the family. I think that's, I know people say your footballs get paid a lot and they should be, but to play football for 11 and a half months every day, yeah. sport, your physical, mental um, strain that that puts on you, and then to only have two weeks break and then have to go again for another 11 months, 10 months, it, it's tough that. Yeah. You need that three. I mean, if Sir Alex was experienced, he used to say that you used to try and give players four week breaks. Four weeks was the minimum he felt just to mentally recover, yeah. to get yourself fresh again. You know, get rid of all the little niggles that you had during the season, the sort of physical things, the mental things, the recovery, just to reinvigorate yourself and then come back and ready to go again. So to only have two weeks is tough, I think, and um, some, it'll be a challenge, I think, in the early parts of the season for some clubs who've had lots of players from, from obviously, countries that did well in the World Cup. Sure. Before we move on to the Premier League, staying on the World Cup, how did you find working with Roy Keane in the ITV studio? You kind of found yourself in the middle of a bit of a battle between him and <laughs> Ian Wright after the final. It wasn't really a battle. I mean, it was more, to be fair, uh, it was a joy to work with all of them. It was yeah. a joy to work with Roy. I've not seen him for a, uh, you know for a long time. You go your separate ways. We've not seen many. You don't see many of the yeah. players. Uh, to sort of be around and back in that team camaraderie feel again for like three, four weeks with everybody was brilliant, and I enjoyed it. Even with Sky when we do the games, you know, you go. So, for instance, this weekend I'll go to Arsenal on Sunday, but after the game you go back to Manchester. Yeah. You don't stay around and sort of have that sort of uh, team feeling, really. You know, you get on with each other, but when you were together and you're in the same hotel, you, you go into the same restaurants for three or four weeks. It's good, and I enjoyed it. Um, that's the good thing about punditry that there should be disagreement. There should be yeah. people see football differently. Different eyes see it differently. You know, me and you could watch one incident and I could think completely the opposite about the same thing. Mm. And that's the beauty of punditry, that people shouldn't be too precious and shouldn't worry too much about disagreeing with each other. And as soon as the cameras stop, then it returns to normal and you start getting on with each other and you talk about where you're going to go for something to eat and you think about the game. And that's the way it's always been. And uh, it was the same in the summer, with, particularly with the incident you're talking about with Roy and Ian Wright. It was, uh, oh, it was funny. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was uh, what, what's what a studio should be. We bring in... He's supposed to bring, obviously, insight into the homes and opinion, but also some light entertainment and value and, and, and people bringing them with you, almost like uh, on, 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 the, on the journey of the match. Yeah, you mentioned first game of the Premier League season, Friday night football on Sky, Leicester against mm. United. What have you made of, of the goings-on at Old Trafford over the course of the last few weeks? I've been disappointed, and I think even Manchester United, the board and the, the management will be disappointed mm. because they'll be disappointed potentially with the media portrayal of it, the potential. But I'm disappointed just the way in which it's been controlled. Um, Manchester United is a club that's always got more scrutiny on it than other clubs, and that's not being oh, Manchester United the biggest in the world or anything like that. It just has, mm. and you've got to accept that. Um, but it's not good when there's that constant negativity around the club in terms of the, the, the media always attacking you. We had that during our careers at times where we went through bad periods and the club were being attacked, and the clouds are circling over your head and the rain's coming down. You just want to. No, want some sunshine. Yeah. Everyone wants sunshine. You don't want clouds all the time and, and rain. And they've got to win tomorrow night because then that cloud just starts to part a little bit. And you win your second game, people think, oh, it was all pre it was only pre-season. Mm. Whereas if they lose against Leicester United and if they lose another game in the next few weeks, you can see that there's going to be some pressure building. And 
you know, I don't want that as a Manchester United fan. It's never healthy and um, it's not been great the last few weeks, but they have an opportunity to put it right tomorrow night against Leicester and win a game and that's the only thing that can sort this out, yeah. winning football matches. Yeah. Before kick-off tomorrow night, obviously the transfer window shuts tonight. A lot of talk about centre-back and who they're going to yeah. bring in, if they're going to bring anyone in. It's kind of last ditch now at the moment with only a few hours to go. Who do you think they need or do they need someone now before the, the window? Well, they've got they had six centre-backs at the end of the season. Yeah. They had Daley Blind, Rojo, Jones, Small, Baye and Lindelof. So if you're sat in the boardroom at Old Trafford, you'd be thinking, hang on a minute, I've given you six. Yeah. Not, not to Jose, but the club. Yeah. Two of, them were, two of them were brought under Louis van Gaal, two of them were brought under Sir Alex Ferguson, two of them under Jose Mourinho. So, I agree, they do need another centre-back, but then if you're the board and you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, I've spent £700 million in the last five, six years. We've already got six centre-backs. What are you going to do with a seventh or an eighth? Yeah. So, obviously, Daily Blind's left, so now there's five. I do think the club need two new centre-backs. I do think they need a new partnership. I do think that those five that they've got left... I can't see an obvious great partnership mm -hmm. that could take them towards the league. So I do think they need at least one. There's talk of Boateng, I hope he doesn't come because he doesn't, wanna, doesn't look like he wants to come. Uh, Alderweire, I like, and, uh, and Maguire is an emerging talent who had a great World Cup, so you, you, there's something there in that. So let's see what happens today. Uh, my gut feeling is that Alderweire is the easiest one to do. Mm -hmm. Not, it's never easy getting a player out of Tottenham. But it's easy in the sense that he's got one year left in his contract. Tottenham, I'm sure, for the right price, will sell him. Yeah. And if they want him United, they can get him. It's whether they're willing to pay the money for a player who's obviously going to be 30 years of age next season. Yeah. On Sky, you said that you predicted that United would probably finish second behind City again this season. Yeah. They'd, they'd be their closest challengers. Is that more a reflection of the other teams in the top six? Do you feel that? Or is it you feel the United will kind of iron out their issues over the course of the season? I still, I still think for all the negativity that United... I look at a midfield of Matic, mm. Fred and Pogba and a front three between Mata, Lingard, Lukaku, Sanchez, Martial and Rashford. Unbelievable. Yeah. Six players they've just named. Every club in the league would like those players. So for me, the midfield's strong. The front three out of those six is strong. The goalkeeper is one of the best in the world. You then talk about the defence and the defence does need some strength. So. The right back they signed Allo is good. Yeah. Uh, he's not fit yet, but he's good. Uh, Antonio Valencia's done a good job. They've got an issue at left back in the sense of, you know, is Luke Shaw going to emerge and do what he can do? Mm -hmm. Ashley Young's done a great job as well for the club in the last 12 months. But the centre back pairing is key. Which two centre backs can stay fit and be solid and stable and defend well yeah. and support that front six? How much better can City get? Um, well, it's a squad that's a good age. Yeah. You, they you, haven't asked anyone either, and they've brought no. them in. Two years ago, when I looked at that squad and I saw that sort of the, the full-backs cliche, Kolarov, Sanya, Zabaleta, Company, Silva, Joe Hart, um, Fernando, probably more, uh, Jeco. It was an ageing squad. Yeah. It was growing old. All of a sudden, now you look at it, you think, oh, young. Yeah. Good age, 26, 27, 28. A, a squad that's at the right age with young players. So you think, well, it could get better because Jesus, can he get better? Yes. Sterling, can he get better? Yes. Sané, can he get better? Yes. De Bruyne, can he get better? Yes. All these players, Foden, you know, they're all big talents and they could get better and they could get more consistent. And that's the word. More consistent is difficult because they scored they had 100 points last season. Mm. But they can, they can certainly get better by winning. If they won the championship this year, 
even if it wasn't a season that they got as many points, it would still be better than last mm. season. Because to come back and show the same mentality to win the league again and back to back is the sign of a great team. Mm. So to me, it would be a better achievement this year to win it than last because they'll have maintained their standard and the mentality. Yeah. Is there more pressure though this season on, on performing well in the Champions League and, and getting across that hurdle in Europe? There'll come a point where, yes, when I think Pep, we, we interviewed him at the end of the season on Monday Night Football Special and the other day and quite clear Premier League was the absolute yeah. ambition. He wasn't looking any further. And I think he's right because I think he knows that if, we, if they don't win the league this year, a one-off, if Manchester United win the league this year or Liverpool, City have just won one title in three years. Mm -hmm. that, that's not what Pep wants. Yeah. Pep wants two in three, three in three. He doesn't want one in three. So I think he needs. I think he recognises that to see that great, to feel to feel as though he's achieved what he wanted to, he needs to dominate. And to dominate means to win leagues. And then the pressure will then come a little bit higher on the Champions League. I think this year still, he said he's a little bit short. I would probably agree with him. I think that they will. Uh, that they'll be focusing not purely on the Premier League, because they will try and win the Champions League, but the pressure will come the year after on the Champions League if they win the Premier League this year. Yeah, Liverpool obviously got the Champions League final last year. On paper anyway, they seem to have really strengthened mm. in, the, in key positions. Yeah. Do you think they'll go well again this season under, under Jurgen Klopp? I think they will go well. I think um, they, ha they look on paper to have signed well. Um, they're always a good watch. The question mark I have, and it's, it's, it's not, they'll finish in the top four, mm. no doubt is can they win the league and when I ask myself that question the barrier for me is the way they play every game is like a hundred miles an hour mm -hmm. to play that way every Saturday Wednesday Saturday Wednesday Saturday Wednesday is difficult you know thinking back to winning titles there are games where they're not very good Liverpool haven't been good at managing games out and controlling games it feels like they always have to be at 100 miles an hour or else they, they lose something so can they play 100 miles an hour which is their great strength get two or three nil up but then completely dominate possession and manage a game and control a game. Can they defend well or will they let teams get back in? And for me, the pressure will come is can you play that way every single Saturday and Wednesday and win the league? If they go out of the Champions League this side of Christmas and they've got a free run after Christmas mm. at the Premier League, they would be they would be very dangerous, mm. Liverpool. Which worries me. <laughs> Bad boy. <laughs> Quick word on Arsenal and Chelsea, obviously new managers in, in each club, yeah. kind of a new era for both. Yeah. Um, how do you think they'll go? Chelsea, I feel, uh, will be a bit of a transition. Okay. I don't think they're strong enough centre-forward, being honest with you, uh, with just Morata, Batshuayi. Um, Arsenal, I like Unai Emery a lot. He'll, he's a brilliant coach. The intensity will improve. It will be... Not perfect for him this season because I think he'll need more than he'll need more than one transfer window to be able to sort out mm -hmm. the problems of that squad yeah. and to get the players in that he wants. But I think the start of next season, when he's had three transfer windows, he'll have got it sorted. Yeah. What are the expectations for him at Arsenal this year? This year, if he was to get into the Champions League, he would have had a great season. Okay. I think, to be fair, this season it's to get the club back together in terms of the fans loving the football, becoming yeah. becoming a more resilient, intense team to watch and play. And then next year, when he's had a, let's say, a couple more transfer windows, then Champions League football, and then the year after, can they go and try and challenge to win? Yeah. When you talk about it all, there there's a lot to look forward to. What's, yeah. I suppose what's the one thing that you're kind of looking forward to most this season? Um, I want a title race. Okay. I want a title race. Yeah, and that's not that's not a Manchester United versus Manchester City thing or a Liverpool thing. 
working in on television like you know I am or you're in the media over here you want that real struggle to the end you know like a boxing match or a formula one race yeah. or a golf going down the 18th at the open or whatever it would be you want that real when a team wins it with five to go it's like so you just want that title race if you ask for me for two things it would be for a title race a genuine title race and for an english team to win the champions league okay thanks very much gary neville thank enjoy you. the season and enjoy the rest of your trip in dublin thank you